This is a blessing. It's an honor to be able to speak to you today, to be here. That everybody that's touched my lives the last couple of years, this school has meant so much to me. It's just incredible, and you're just an incredible group. And um, it's just fantastic. Uh, we're also very proud of Brian. He's one of the graduates today. And it's kind of a good news, bad news thing. The good news is he's off the payroll. <laughs> the bad news is we don't get the tax deduction. <laughs> you know, but one thing about Brian, which is really great, I'm very proud of him. The last four years, whenever I came here, he's always in the library. When I graduated college, I didn't even know where the library was. But he's always in the library. The only thing is I didn't know if he was studying Hebrew or selling bagels. You know? And, and yes, Brian's very, very proud of, of um, our, my side of the family, the Jewish upbringing, the heritage, and everything I learned from my grandfather, William. And uh, it even shows when Brian goes to buy something. He says, you want retail for that? <laughs> and my biggest recommendation to Brian as he graduates today is, Brian, from now on, dress British, think Yiddish. <laughs> you know, and in every Jewish family, you always have an Aunt Sadie. And my Aunt Sadie had a little boy just like Brian. They were walking down the beach in Miami where all Jewish people from New York go during you know, winter break. And they're walking along the path of the beach, and all of a sudden this major wave comes Hits the kid, and he's gone. He is gone. He's off to sea. My aunt said he looks up, and she goes, God, I, I pray the Sabbath in every Friday night. I go to temple every Saturday. I give to the sisterhood every month. Please let me have my son back. And all of a sudden, another big wave hits, and the kid's back. And Aunt Sadie, stunned, looks down, looks up, and said, he was wearing a hat. <laughs> Well, if, if you were Jewish, you would have really got it. But, you know, it's a very exciting time in your life. And this, the next stage of your life, you're going to be walking with the Lord as you have been. And my best advice, two of my favorite verses are Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. That's something that I didn't follow when I graduated college. I wasn't a Christian when I graduated way back before some of you were born in 1974. That's pretty long ago. But not as long ago as when Mark Berrier graduated. Mark Berrier graduated before the Dead Sea got sick. <laughs> you know, and when I graduated college, I was told to work hard, be successful, marry a nice Jewish girl, and make a lot of money. That's not the advice I'm going to give you today. And that was the advice I got. The advice I would give you is to do exactly what your vision statement says, to be a people of influence, under God's influence, for a life of influence. You know, it doesn't matter today as you graduate if you're 22, 42, or 62. Whether you're entering the business world, becoming a teacher, entering the missions field, youth or children's ministry, or preaching the word of God, God has called you to glorify him in whatever field you go into.
That is your ministry to every life you touch. Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do a good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has great plans for your life, and today you have completed your preparation here at Dallas Christian College. What I'd like to talk about today is what God has blessed you with. Not just to bring you success, but to give you a life of significance. And God has specific criteria for success in our lives, which is laid out in a good friend, Gerald Chester's book, Beyond Babel. How do we live a life for God in a world where, not, where everyone doesn't recognize God's word as the way to be guided and directed? We need to have a biblical worldview with our work, no matter what or where God has placed you after today. And it's a fact that in your life, more so than 25 years ago, you're going to be moving around a lot more. You'll have great opportunity, and it's exciting to be challenged and see how you could touch lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. To be most effective in how we touch others, we need to live by what Gerald calls the four C's, and that's what I'm going to be talking about. They are character, calling, capability, and commissioning. And I'd like to touch on each of these as you move into the next stage of your life. And the best way to illustrate them is to use a very, very popular story from the Bible, and that's what I'd like to do. The first C is calling. We are all called by God. God calls us through his word, through the Holy Spirit, through the relationships in our life, and also through dreams. Joseph had two dreams when he was 17 years old. Both dreams showed the act of being bowed down to. God called Joseph to great things in his life, but it came at a price. What God has called you to do will not be easy, but it will be worth it because it comes from God. A calling is special because God calls you to use your gifts and talents that he has blessed you with. And that not only makes life fulfilling, but it makes life fun to do what we're called to do. A calling is defined by following the will of God. This world defines success in terms of popularity and money. But God defines our lives by following his calling, which results in a life of significance by glorifying him. It's not about accumulating wealth. It's about touching lives for Jesus. And that's what you're going to do. Ephesians 4.1 as a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. And 2 Peter 1.10, Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if we do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we follow God's calling for our lives, we have the strongest backing in the universe. He says that if we do these things, we will never fall, as it says in the scripture. 
Remember that our reward is not defined by this world, but by God. Psalm 24, may he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. The next C is character. The word of God is the foundation of our character. Our character is also shaped by what we experience in life. Sometimes standing up for what we believe will cause suffering. But that's part of God's plan. Joseph had great character. Look what it says in Genesis 39, verses 8 through 10. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, My master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in his house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. Joseph's number one goal was to honor God with his character. He did not want to disappoint his master Potiphar, but more importantly, he didn't want to disappoint God. That was the most important thing. This world will ask you to compromise your beliefs to fit in. But God holds us to a higher standard, to be Christ-like. Romans 5, verses 3 through 5. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. Our character is shaped when we follow Christ. And though we will have trials and tribulations, we will not be disappointed. Joseph was not one to compromise, and it led to time being in jail. And he did not commit adultery. Sometimes life isn't fair, but God always has the best intentions for our lives when we follow him. The next C is capability. What is your ministry? Is it business, missions, teaching, preaching, being a child or youth minister? Or maybe you're not sure at this point. And that's okay. The best thing you could do is pray to God to guide and direct you as to where he wants you. That's what God wanted me to do almost four years ago. You know, it's not about making a lot of money when you're doing something you're not passionate about. For me, it's about using my gifts and talents. It's probably the toughest thing I have ever done in my life. But I know for the first time in the last four years, I am doing the will of God and what he wants me to do. God will guide and direct you to where he wants you if you ask him. And one of the most assuring verses is Luke 11, verse 10. And for those of you that aren't sure, for everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. That is a great promise for all of us. Look at the talents that God has given you. Where is it 
that you could best glorify him. That is where God has made you capable. When you do something and find favor in it from those around you, realize that that is your God-given talent. And look at what God gave Joseph. Genesis 39, verses 2 through 5. The Lord was with Joseph, and he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household, and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. When you use the gifts and talents that God has given you, you will find favor with God and will be a blessing to everyone around you. 1 Peter 4, verse 10. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. The last C is commissioning. And what is commissioning? It is to be endorsed by, to authorize, and to send on a mission. Joseph was commissioned by God. We could see it in Genesis 45, verse 8, where Joseph is talking to his brothers. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household, and ruler of all Egypt. Joseph was commissioned by God. Today, you are also commissioned by God to go out to the world and do the work he has called you to do. You're also commissioned by Dallas Christian College. Today is a special day in your life, and this great college is the foundation of the knowledge you have gained to develop your character, your calling, your capability, and your commissioning. The last thing I'd like to touch on is one of my favorite subjects, and I teach on this, and it's attitude. Attitude is the habit of thought. You have a choice as to how you view life through the good times and the rough times, and you'll have both. Being knowledgeable is important, but I'll take attitude over aptitude every day of the week. Because it's your attitude that will determine your altitude. What we believe affects how we behave. Being Christ-like will result in the best possible view on life. And there are three points that are critical about your attitude. The first one is this. Your attitude reveals the real you. Do you look at the upside of situations or the downside? The second point is your attitude determines the success or failure of every relationship in your life. How do you want to be viewed by those around you? And the third point is 
Your attitude is always your choice, nobody else's. Life is 10% of what happens to us and 90% of how we respond to it. That is the key. So as you move on to the next stage in your life, feel confident that the Lord is with you in doing the work he has called you to do. He wants you to have the same attitude Jesus had, which was to do the will of his Father. And listen to what it says in Ephesians 4, verses 22 through 24. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which has been corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Our attitude should always be positive by the promise we receive in Philippians 4, verse 13, which is just a wonderful verse. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Joseph had a great attitude. No matter what happened, he looked at the positive side. But let's do this. Let's take a look at the story as we might see it in today's context. Let's call it a good news, bad news story. How's that? Joseph is dad's favorite. Dad, Jacob that is, went to all his soccer games and all the parent-teacher nights. That's good news. His brothers hated his guts. That's bad news. His dad gives him a beautiful coat from Neiman Marcus. That's good news. Well, because Jacob lives on a nomad salary and has all these kids, the other 11 boys got windbreakers without lining from the blue light special at Kmart. That's bad news. Joseph dreams that he'll be bowed down to. To Joseph, that's good news. His brothers are so jealous that they rip off his coat, cover it in blood, pretend he's dead, and sell him into slavery. That's bad news. <laughs> Joseph lands a job in Egypt's Silicon Valley, working for Potiphar, a wealthy, not-so-bright boss. He gives Joseph tons of responsibility, and he, he promotes him to upper management. He gets on the, the cover of Fortune magazine and kind of look like he looks like Mel Gibson. That's good news. Does it end here? No. Potiphar's wife tries to seduce him. That's bad news. Joseph resists. That's good news. The wife is furious and lies to her husband about Joseph going after her, and Joseph is arrested. Since the sexual harassment laws are not that clear back in 1700 B.C., Joseph goes to prison. That's bad news. In prison, Joseph meets Pharaoh's butler interprets a dream predicting the butler will get paroled and arranges for the butler to get Joseph reliefs. That's very good news. But the butler forgets, and Joseph stays in prison. That's bad news. Joseph is friend friendless, penniless, powerless, and homeless. So how will the story end? Is it a good news ending or a bad news? We know it's a good news ending, okay? But that's what we want to know for our life. We want to know it now. It's going to be a good news ending because you are doing the will of God. It's going to be great news from here on. You know, if it wasn't for the bad news during times in our life, how would we appreciate the good news? 
and how will our character be formed. There are difficult times when we try to be a shining light in the world we live in, but it is so well worth it when our faith and reliance is on the Lord. 2 Timothy 3 verse 12 says, In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Look how it ends, though, from Joseph's point of view. Genesis 45, verse 4 and 5. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here. Because it was to save lives that God, who? God, sent me ahead of you. He gives all the credit and glory to God. We all need to be like Joseph. We all need to be dreamers. God has great things in store for your journey through life. Anything is possible when we follow Jesus. And you should be excited about each day that you wake up anticipating what the Lord is going to do in your life that day to be a people of influence under God's influence for a life of influence. The Lord gives us a great promise in Colossians 3, verse 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So let me close with this. Watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. And watch your character, that will become your destiny. Thank you.